everything you need to know in order to succeed in marriage. From practical advice to current events, this is the EXO Podcast. Now here's your host, Brent Evans. All right, we're rocking around the EXO Podcast Christmas tree this week. Welcome everybody to the EXO Podcast, a podcast that's designed to help you thrive in life and in love. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, man. Yes. Most wonderful time of the year. It is. I feel it. Mm-hmm. This is when I actually feel like Christmas should be celebrated. A week before. Yeah, just get it. You know, we're getting up there. <laughs> but this week, we're also talking about some things that can happen around Christmas that aren't always positive, like depression, addictions, stresses. Yeah. It can be stressful for a lot of people. It's Did you know home. that divorce day, there's a divorce day, and it's the first business day in January? Mm-hmm. Because that's when everybody's waiting to call their lawyers. People have been holding it together all holiday season for their kids, probably. Mm-hmm. So it's real stuff. And we're talking to Dr. Scott and Leah Silveri. They're a blended family that's going to be talking about how you know blended family dynamics even compound around the holidays. So they're coming up in the next segment. So we're going to be talking with them. But first, we are all wearing Christmas sweaters for those who can't see us. We look and so cute. It's all... It's all good. It's festive. I love your sweater, man. <laughs> Thank you. They had one with Jesus and Santa riding a bike together. Mm. A tandem bicycle. And I was just drawn to it. It was, it was, it's going to cause a church split, probably. It's a thing of beauty, though. Santa <laughs> You're knows, keeping Christ in Christmas. Yeah. Santa knows he needs Jesus. Yes. So he put Jesus on the front of the bicycle. He kind of looks like the English-speaking Jesus from all those movies. Yes. I like that he's barefoot. He, I, I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Well, mine's... I'm I'm Santa's helper, and I look at this, and it's an elf shirt, mm-hmm. but I feel that I'm Bob when I have this shirt on. Bob the elf. You assume that per- that persona. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Bob. <laughs> I like it. The North Pole is real. Will you be Bob for the rest of the podcast? I will if you want me to. That's okay. We're good. <laughs> you spell your name backwards. <laughs> yes, I can spell my name backwards. I think my Christmas sweater is cute. I've got like a red and white Fair Isle thing going on, mm-hmm. a very large, very soft llama on mm-hmm. the front wearing a scarf. I've just been petting it all day long. It's like a petting zoo for Christmas. <laughs> I've never worn a llama. <laughs> just for you. <laughs> Close friends and family. Yeah. And small children. children. (laughs) But let's talk about the news. We've got an article today from Fox News about how to beat holiday stress. They give 10 tips for beating the stress, and we're going to talk about a couple of them today. The holidays are a stressful time. There's just a lot going on. You have Mm -hmm. so many activities. You're spending money that you don't normally have to spend each month. You're getting kids from place to place. Kids are out of school. There's just a lot going on, and it can be a stressful time for a lot of families. So some of their tips are to establish your priorities, first off, meaning if if activities and experiences together are your priority, then budget for that and spend time doing that. If it's being with family, do that. But prioritize what you want to spend your time on and focus on those things. Mm-hmm. The second is keep spending under control. We're a little late into the Christmas season at this point, but if you can stick to a budget, try to make purchases wisely and not go nuts, you'll experience less stress in the new year because you've kept to your budget. The third is to ask for help. If you're feeling stressful, talk to someone about it. The holidays are stressful enough, so to keep it to yourself and suffer, nobody should have to do that. So Mm -hmm. talk to somebody about how you're feeling if you're feeling stressed. The next is to practice moderation in activities. It's okay to say no, especially this time around the years. Somebody told me once that uh, no is an anointed word, and I've really taken that to heart. You have to prioritize for your family Mm -hmm. what you can and can't do. It means no. No means no. No means no. That's right. And the last one is just to remember the reason for the season. Brent's got it on his shirt. It's about Jesus. And when we keep that in perspective, everything can get a lot less stressful. Amen. So good tips. So keep those in mind as you're heading into the holiday season. 
And the next thing we've got, date night is a huge priority at Marriage Today. We talk about date night all the time. And so I put together just a couple of cheap, easy date nights that you could do. I know Christmas is right around the corner, but making a date night a priority is still important. So I've just got a couple of little things you could do as a couple, get away for a few minutes and do even in your own home. The first one is to go around and look at Christmas lights. Go grab a coffee or some hot cocoa, drive around, look at the lights. The next is to bake something together or spend some time in the kitchen after the kids go to bed. Just do something together in the kitchen. It's always fun. Go see a local Christmas play or a Christmas movie. I know in our town, there's an old theater that plays old Christmas movies all year long. It's a fun thing to go do together. Build a fire or sit by the fire at your house. It's romantic and cozy. Mm -hmm. Just be intentional. Spend that time together. Go ice skating at a nearby park or mall. Just make the time in the craziness of the next few weeks to spend some time together and get away and have a little date. That's good. It's fantastic. Yeah. It can be stressful, though, too, because we went on a little... We tried to take our family on like a Christmas thing once a year, mm-hmm. and we set up uh, a time to go see a movie in Holland Park Village, which is dry for us. But, mm-hmm. Parking's um, hard. Holland Park Village is awesome Christmas. There's lights everywhere. Mm-hmm. So we went and saw a movie. I don't remember. It was a kid's movie. I can't remember what we watched. But anyway, we're going to go to Mikusina afterwards. going to eat dinner afterwards after the movie. Mm-hmm. A two-hour wait. Wow. I know. It's nuts. And then we're going to look at Christmas lights after that. And by the time we were hangry yeah. mm-hmm. after yeah. the movie, yeah. it all kind of <laughs> imploded. But we went back home and watched Home Alone. We saved, we saved the day. Improvised well, Christmas. Yes, it was great. Good old Macaulay Hawkins did the day. Right. Yeah. Hey, that movie stands the test of time. It's still it pretty does. great. Yeah. That and Die Hard, my two favorite Christmas movies. It's so festive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, but let's talk about some other things related to Christmas. Um, we did talk about financial stress mm-hmm. and uh, talking about spending money. And these days, <clears throat> buying gifts, everything is expensive. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have so many people to buy for. How do you, Sean, how do you and Lynette address Christmas? And buying for kids, buying for for extended family, and keeping it within some limits. Yeah, I think we had to get to a place where establishing the priorities for us was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, it was difficult at first because you want to get everybody something. Mm-hmm. And then we get into uh, what's the value of the something that you're getting them. So is it meaningful enough? Is it big enough? You know, is it a mm-hmm. huge surprise that's going to make this impact for every person and you end up going broke? Right. And so, uh, Is it fair across the board? Is yeah. everybody getting the same thing? Yeah. Yeah, and, and so the bigger the family, the more stress and tension and the less money you have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we had to get to a place where we said, okay, what is it all about? Like, what is this holiday about? Can we plan for it better? Save up for it. But then once we kind of got down to that, that finish line and we knew that we were at that place where, hey, this is all we have left. We're going to prioritize. Our kids are going to get whatever we can give them. And then we'll give them most of all our time mm-hmm. and we're going to, we're going to spend quality time together. We play board games. We go out, we have a good time. Um, but we just won't go overboard anymore. Not mm-hmm. for us. They, our, our family's really blessed all year long. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly. And so we don't have this, this mindset to say we need to make up for it or overcompensate to prove our love on this one day. Mm-hmm. That's why we make all this effort to be loving all throughout the year. And so we try to get it to a place where we say, okay, we do a devotional for Christmas with our family. We take our kids, we put our family together, eat a breakfast together, and we talk about Jesus. We talk about uh, what God is saying in our family for this time of year, and then we buy our gifts, but we're at a place to where we've just told them, look, this is what we're going to do. This is how much we're going to spend. Tell us what you want. We'll try to get it if we can. Mm -hmm. If not, you you know, hope to God that it comes on an after Christmas sale, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) because at the end of the day, this is what we can do. And honestly, 
until my wife and I were content with that, it really didn't matter what the reaction of the family members would be or the kids. She and I had to get to a place to where we were okay with, hey, this is how much we have. This is what we can do. But more than any gift I can give you, I love you. So mm-hmm. I'll spend quality time at your house. You know, we'll sit down and we'll eat together. We'll spend a little time laughing and joking. But I can't... Um, try to prove to everybody how much I love them with the gift. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was the mistake that we were making around. Because the credit card statement comes and you're always <laughs> like regretting well, yeah. all this loving that you've been doing at the, at the mm-hmm. store. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it doesn't prove anything. Uh, I've got kids that are of an age that like to open stuff. So we try to get... This year we're giving three gifts. We said to them, Jesus got three gifts, you're getting three gifts. Gold, <laughs> frankincense, and myrrh. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to do three gifts, I think, for them. But you end up wanting the... Uh, this part of the fun of you know, kids is just opening the presents. Yeah. So giving them something. They don't really need anything right now. They right. all just have birthdays. Exactly. And they're getting spoiled from their grandparents. And, and so we're trying to teach them really about giving back mm-hmm. and, and, and that principle of giving back. So that's good. Anything you want to say about debt in the holidays? Just that I'm better about having... I had to buy 12 white elephant gifts this year. And <laughs> so, I'm better about it. So stop with the white elephant White elephant party. gifts to me mean prank gifts. Is that not true? No, I bring a beautiful handcrafted or, or expensive gift and I leave with like a Donald Trump head or figurine or something. Right, yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. like something, a bobblehead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want that. <laughs> what about a fruitcake? I mean, not a fruitcake, but I would accept food. Mm-hmm. Food is awesome. Like, that's enough for me. If I go to my dad's house during Christmas and he's, like, cooked and threw down, oh, please. Mm-hmm. We'll sit down. We'll watch some TV because that's all we do at his house. We'll watch TV. We may play a board game. But I guarantee one thing we're going to do, we're going to eat and mm-hmm. we're going to laugh. And, and to me, that's one of the most powerful things. And I think we sometimes devalue that in the name of kind of living up to the hype of the holiday rather than remembering, hey, we're believers. This thing is really about the Lord. And this is an opportunity for us to honor him. But mm-hmm. what's God's focus? His family. Mm-hmm. Right? So let's focus in on our family. Well, in part of the news, we're talking about the schedules and saying no, um, which I feel like is a very hard discipline to, to mm-hmm. actually follow and get into. Because mm-hmm. you just feel guilty, feel yep. like a pressure to, uh, not just with family, but with friends too, getting invited to Christmas parties. And, yeah. and then you put all that stuff in there with all the kids stuff. And it's just, you just wear yourself out. So mm-hmm. how, do you, how do you guys both institute uh, uh, a culture in your house to say no. And what do you say no to? What's practical to say no to? I mean, it really depends on how many invitations you get. Uh, But at the end of the day, I think once we kind of look at our schedule for the weekend, I hope that everybody doesn't plan something on Christmas. But if they did, then I have to say, okay, what's my number one priority, right? And it's going to be a little bit of time with the Lord, some time with my family. And then I have to kind of go down the order, the Mm -hmm. rest of the list, and just kind of say, okay, one year, I mean, we went to several people's homes. I mean, we drove all over the city. We tried to deliver packages. We were wore out. Mm -hmm. It wasn't enjoyable. Mm -hmm. And so we have to get to a place where we say, okay, what's most important? And who is it that, you know, can we arrange it for another time later this week or something like that? But don't try to be the hero for everyone, you know, mm-hmm. on that weekend. Mm-hmm. Over communicating, I think, helps. Talk about it beforehand, well in advance. You're not flaking on anyone last minute. You're not right. canceling plans that you've made, not over committing yourself, but early on saying, okay, I can't do this, but after the holidays, we'd love to get together with you and do this. Exactly. You know, and over communicating that and just sticking, committing to what you've committed to and not committing to what you can't do. It's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, that's that's great stuff. The uh, stresses on marriage are, are real. Like we talked about the divorce day that comes up in January because people are dealing with it. So I know some couples out there right now, they're like, I'm just going to try to get through the holidays. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not happy. Um, my 
spouse and I, we're already fighting. I know we're going to fight even more mm-hmm. once we get into the, to the season. So any words of advice for um, couples out there going through the, the, the season? I, I feel like if you can just give somebody a, a simple like a, a, a place of insulation where they can kind of get away from everything and get together and just and have this one thing that unites them, it helps a lot. Um, meaning that, you know, um, it, it, maybe it's every day you start with a conversation, a cup of coffee, and you go, okay, with, today we're committed to each other. We're going to have uh, everything that falls into place falls into place because we're unified. Mm-hmm. Something that you all connect on every day, whether, whatever it is. For my wife and I, it's humor. Like we, we can kind of cheer each other up through humor. And anytime there's stressful situations, I try to go back to humor yeah. to sort of bring down everything. Yeah, bring some levity. Mm-hmm. Yes. And mm-hmm. so some people have different things. But what, what do you guys do? To, to ensure that your marriage doesn't just fall apart during the holidays? Well, I think uh, for us, largely, it's communicating prior to. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a really big deal for us. She has a way of thinking that is really, really, really different from mine. Her expectations for the holidays. Um, she has these traditional thoughts of what the family is supposed to do and all that. And honestly, this is the most festive I've probably been on. Oh, Christmas. come on, Bob. You look so <laughs> festive. Here. Bob is not a sweater wear. He's a Grinch. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> and so I could do without it and be okay. And so we bump heads on the expectations thing. So I'd say for us, we have to communicate and we have to have like a plan centered around what we're going to do with the family. And I feel like that grounds us. Mm-hmm. Our children really aren't, uh, they aren't the accessory to our marriage. They're like huge within our marriage. And so if we can build around them, I feel like that sense of community and seeing the joy that happens when we spend quality time with our kids, that has helped us a lot throughout Mm -hmm. the years to kind of keep it together. Mm -hmm. And for some couples that are out there right now, listen, I mean, that may be what you need to do. You need to plan something around your children where you guys can get together and really enjoy it. But your expectations may need to be laid out. Exactly what are you thinking and what are your expectations for this particular holiday? Mm -hmm. It's good. All right, coming up next, uh, we have an interview with Dr. Scott and Leah Silveri. You don't want to miss it. They're a blended family. They're going to talk about the effects of having a blended family during the holidays. It's, it really is a great interview coming up with them. Also, date night. We love talking about date night. I, I feel like every week I get a little bit better about talking about date night. And hold on. I did get my date box in the mail. And for those who can't see, this is a box with beautiful lettering on it. And I open it up. It's time for your date. And, yeah, it does talk to you. No, it does not talk to you. (laughs) But it gives you instructions on how to have an amazing date night. And this one, we we unpacked it earlier. Uh, You can build Christmas ornaments with each other. You make, um, I think it's a truffle, peppermint, something. Oreo, peppermint, truffle. Yes. Cool stuff in there. Very cool. So what it does is it gives you an opportunity to, first of all, build a habit of date night into your uh, to your marriage. They send this to you every month, something new, something different every month. So you're getting a new experience, but it also, you, you do it together. So it's, it's bringing you together for a, a singular purpose of spending time with one another. There's opportunities for conversation. So good job guys at Datebox. We love what you're doing there. Go to getdatebox.com. Use the promo code exopodcast. You'll get your first month for free. All you have to do is pay $5 for shipping and handling. I know because I just did it and all I had to do is pay five bucks. So go to, get, go to getdatebox.com. Please check them out. And watch this extra clip. We'll be right back. Jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bells. Okay, things we wish we'd done. We wish we had started sooner praying and speaking faith-filled words into each other. 
We wasted a lot, a lot of time, y'all, yelling and screaming and cutting each other down. And I can't even tell you, Lord, the things that I said to this man. Thank God they didn't have Facebook back then. Because it would be out there forever. And they would have known because I would have told everybody. Um, It just prolonged our agony, don't you think? I mean, I think if we had just prayed more. We wish we had what to our exes? Prayed for them more and bless them more. Ouch. All right. I couldn't do that. I mean, for the first four years, five years after my divorce, I couldn't even talk to my ex. It would just be a fight two seconds after we started talking. Because if you couldn't resolve things when you were married, it's going to be almost next to impossible to resolve them if you're divorced, if God is not in the center of your marriages, you know, and this is stuff that nobody taught us. Nobody said, Hey, when, when I thought I was getting divorced, I thought I was going to be free. I thought, man, this is it. I'm going to get to start my life over, man. Things are going to be great. You know, yeah, I still drink. Yeah. I still have pornography issues. Yeah. I still like to run around, but I'm only going to be married, but only single. You know, I had all of these thoughts of what I was going to do. And then you get married and now all of a sudden all this stuff, first off, it goes away because you think, no, I'm going to make it right this time. And I'm going to will myself through it. Folks, we cannot will ourselves through this. We have to be led by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is going to change our spouse. So all the yelling, all the screaming. And when we started to do the things the Bible says to do in a marriage, when I started to realize that emotional security was my wife's number one need, and I was not fulfilling that, when a wife is not getting emotional security, then the house of God is out of order. And she is grasping for anything that she can to get control of her house. And she doesn't know what to do because she doesn't know if her husband's going to be there tomorrow or not. So when we took divorce, you know, I say the D word, and it is divorce, but sometimes it was death because she would say, oh, no, you're not divorcing me. If you're going out of here, you're going out in a body bag, you know. And, okay, y'all. Okay, and I've because, seen her shoot, and she can group a, I'm like, man, because, to shoot, you know. Because I have been married twice before, and I knew that people did not feel sorry for you if you got divorced. So I thought if I was a widow... The Bible says you got to take care of them and you get some free stuff and they come and paint your house and stuff. I mean, I'm like, I'm going to, I was totally going for that. Back by popular demand. It's our favorite segment. It's time for the worst. The worst. Where we discuss a song or a, the worst, the worst of any topic, a song, a mm. movie, a TV show, anything. If it's the worst, we're going to talk about it. But today we're talking about the worst Christmas songs. Mm, I love it. In history. Mm-hmm. Here's our first one. <laughs> Baby, it's bad out there. Say what's in this No dream? cabs to be had out there. Because this is low-key the worst Christmas song. It is. That's ever existed. Given the current cultural climate, mm-hmm. I'm surprised we're even allowed to play this. She literally says the answer is no, and he's trying to guilt her into staying the night. Mm-hmm. And he has like 100,000 excuses as to why she needs to stay trapped in his presence. And she's concerned that he's put something in her drink. Mm-hmm. Why is this okay? I don't know. It's like if Louis Armstrong sings it or Zoe Deschanel, all of a sudden it's so cute. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, what, that's what I think. I think of Elf. I'm sorry. Uh, I know I didn't pay attention to the words. And he's in so, her shower while she's showering I know. while they're singing that song. That's tough. So innocent, but so dirty. That's the yeah, worst. <laughs> I don't know what to What's say. What's the sense in hurting my pride? I can't. I can't with the... Listen, I get it. Uh, it's a great Christmas song. The lyrics are terrible. <laughs> 
What's I, great about it? I mean, the whole bantering back and forth, the whole, it's, it's very, if you didn't. It's, it's supposed to be flirty. Yes, but, but it's, it's also, but yeah. It's take worse. out it's, the roofie and it's cute. But if you, <laughs> that is the worst. It's stalker-like. I didn't say anything about the sexual predator part of it. I'm it talking about the, sexual predator, the music, the music and the duet and the part. That's all. It's it yes. it supposed to be flirtatious. It's not. It's, what? It's, it's, it's creepy. It's, it's wrong. Moving on. I. Daddy, don't get drunk this Christmas. This is so bad. <laughs> oh, this is sad. It's an honest song. <laughs> Why is he begging his daddy not to? Oh. That is the saddest thing I've ever heard. Honestly, this daddy probably gets drunk a lot more than Christmas. Yeah. But this Christmas, this is my prayer request. That you don't get drunk this Christmas. All I want for Christmas is my dad not to be drunk. Because <laughs> last Christmas, you know oh, what you did under the Christmas tree. <laughs> You guys, it's the best time of the year. I want That's horrible. Okay, bands that shouldn't be allowed to write a Christmas song. ACDC, number one. First of all, electric guitar and a nice, you know, riff of I want a mistress for Christmas. Fail. It's a little more, it's a little more forward than maybe it's cold outside, right? <laughs> He he's, he's going out there and he's just telling him what he wants. That's who that kid saw kissing Santa Claus. Mom, I saw mommy kissing <laughs> Santa guy. Claus. It was, yeah, maybe it's that. You have to admit, though, Mistress for Christmas, I mean, it's just out there waiting for some hairband yeah. to grab. I don't know. I don't know that it's that on the nose. It kind of goes like Mistress Christmas. Got a little. Why are you in rock. defense of all of these horrible songs? I just there's an artistic form out there that people are trying to express themselves, really? and if they're good or bad, I don't know. But all I'm saying is we're getting coal for Christmas. <laughs> Santa next? on my on my sweater here. We're buddies, and he does. He Jesus is right next I know. to the list. Jesus, I covered Jesus up. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus okay. on the shirt, looking up. Come Lock on, it up. Charlie, I'm pregnant. Oh, ah, nice. <laughs> the name of this song oh, is God. Christmas Card from a Hooker in Minneapolis, which is oddly specific. Charlie, I'm pregnant. That is the worst. Why do you have to to ruin and taint such a beautiful time of year hey, with they, a Christmas song about a hooker? They keeping it real. He messed around. He got her pregnant. She wrote that letter. This she is not it. Usher's Confessions. This is Christmas card from a hooker in Minneapolis. I'm not okay with this. That, that is, that's kind no, of, what's getting me is his voice. Is it Charlie on pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he believes it. He's writing yeah, it from... <laughs> yeah, there are some people that shouldn't write Christmas songs. Yeah. They have no ability to bring in that mood and festive of Christmas. The world. Yeah, that is, that is the worst. The worst. The absolute worst. Okay, welcome back to the EXO Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you and your spouse thrive in life and love. We have some special guests with us today, some friends of ours. Scott, Dr. Scott. Thank you. And Leah. <laughs> Silveri, welcome to the podcast. Oh, we appreciate it. We we love marriage today. We love what y'all are doing, and, and we're just thankful to be a part of it. But uh, by introduction, my name is Scott Silveri. Um, my background, I've been law enforcement my entire career. I retired as a chief of police in 2015. Uh, four years left in my contract, and God said, it's time to leave. 
And I asked him, are you serious? He said, I want you to leave. And, uh, and, I, and, I, and I obeyed, and I retired two weeks later. I also have a, a PhD in, in uh, cultural anthropology, which I still have no idea what I'm supposed to do with that. But, uh, but by the grace of God, I met Leah, and, um, and my wife Leah's a, a writer. She was actually, a, uh, in her real life, she was a band director, Texas high school football. Uh, she graduated TCU, and she's a, she's a mystery and thriller writer, and uh, USA and New York Times uh, bestseller list 24 times. And, uh, and we're working together on, on nonfiction books for, uh, for life after divorce and blended families. And that's where God led us both, was to uh, kind of leave our, our real-life careers and, and start serving him mm-hmm. uh, instead of public service. And, and that's where we are today, and that's where we were able to meet you and, and your dad and, and the crew. Yeah, we met you all at the EXO Cruise. Well, originally met you at the Marriage on the Rock Certification Program. Right. Congratulations, you're certified leaders. I know, it was awesome. Yeah, and then right after that, you got on the, the cruise ship. I didn't know who you were, and I was sitting behind you for 13 hours, basically, or not right. not the entire time, but from London to Venice, I was right behind you, yeah. and got on the boat and got to know more about you and your story, and just love it. Um, know that y'all are passionate about marriage. Know that you're passionate about the season of life that you're in, but you are an accomplished author, and uh, you don't give yourself enough credit. <laughs> New York Times best-selling author is a big deal. I know. I like to fly under the radar. Yeah. Because I, you know, you get to that point where it's. I, I think that as you as you go through life, like the the goals change. You know, when, um, you know, like before God was the center, it was like, you know, I had these these aspirations. Like New York Times was was my top top list, top of the list. You know, and and to keep writing books and and you know it's not as big of a deal anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's um, you're. Your uh, passion changes and your your goals change when when your priorities change. So, mm-hmm. what well, led you to Scott? I know that's kind of how y'all got yeah, to know each other. It did. And, that was uh, the reason it mm-hmm. led, led us together. So, because we did, we met at a writers conference. Yeah, I uh, I just finished. I published or, or a publisher had, had uh, bought my manuscript for my research on my dissertation. They published a textbook, and I don't think any college student in America has ever read my textbook. And, uh, but re- writers started to, to read it because it's a, it's a multi-year look at undercover and special operations, uh, which is what I worked most of my career. So they, writers were reading it to give them the insight into what real life kind of alpha characters were about. It was the best comprehensive, for, for me, for research, like what, char- like what that life was really mm-hmm. like so I could write real characters. So I was at a conference teaching in North Carolina, yeah. and she came up after the class, oh. and I thought it was just a you know, pickup line. This is a completely true story. <laughs> was well, it a pickup line? Was there a pickup line involved? Is, in, in, his pickup, in his mind, it was a pickup line. In my mind, I was just working. She was, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, we met, and then we just, we totally connected. And, uh, you know, we both, we'd both been divorced, and, and we, we connected immediately. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, you know, we... We rushed, well, not rushed, but, but, you know, God led us to where we married, and we thought we had it all figured out, and then we realized we don't. And, uh, and that's where, where God really led us into this ministry for, for blended, blended. We have seven kids between right. us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, like, and, we started out with every, like, we got married, and then we realized we live in two different states. We have seven children between us. We've got two different. very high-profile careers, and, and um, you know, all the the things that go with that and and then we got married and then we had to figure it out mm. after mm-hmm. you know after the fact and marriage today is a, it's a huge it's been part a huge of that proponent. it really has been so that's why we were so fired up about marriage on the rock uh you know we we want to you know that was our prayer we we're like god 
you, know, you saved our marriage. Mm -hmm. We want to pay it forward. Right. If we can only help one couple. So we had the passion. It's like you have the will, but you don't have the way. And when we, when, we, when we discovered Marriage Today and the Marriage on the Rock, mm -hmm. uh, we were so excited to take that, the certification course. So we really feel like, like God's brought us all the way around mm -hmm. to where he saved our marriage. He, he's allowing us to, the resources to, to make good on our promise to help others. And he gave us the resources through that certification to help other people. Mm -hmm. So good. it's just a, it's a perfect circle that was created. Well, that's what we want to do today is to help people. Mm -hmm. This is the Christmas season. and. Yeah people are getting together as family and um i don't know i just read this the other day but divorce day is considered one of the biggest divorce days of the year the first business day in january because everybody goes through the holidays and then they're waiting to call their lawyer after the holidays are over okay. um <laughs> so the uh the aspect of blended family though you have even more complications because of just all the moving parts oh, and, yeah. and pieces. Yeah. So help our listening audience understand, you know, how a blended family approaches Christmas and how in y'all's family you deal with uh, ex-spouses, maybe more than one Christmas for the kids. Yeah, yeah well, you know, we, we, we focus on the marriage model. God's always first. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're second spouses and our kids run a close third. And we let them know you run a close third. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's easy to get caught in that mix of multiple holidays, mm -hmm. different households, uh, unmet expectations. But we always make sure that we, we share that and we share it with our kids. God comes number one. You know, Jesus is the reason for the season. And we make sure that that always stays. And then on, on, the, on the practical side, uh, you know, I know a lot of you know, folks will they'll throw their spouse under the bus for the sake of Junior's happy Christmas. Mm -hmm. Well, Junior will forget about that battery-operated toy by the 27th of December. Mm -hmm. But your spouse, that's a seed that you, of disconsent that you've that you planted. And that may grow throughout the entire year or until January 1st when they're calling the next lawyer. Right. Mm -hmm. So our practical side or the tips or that, you know, number one, you know, keep the reason for the season, number mm -hmm. one. That keeps your focus. But, you know, your spouse comes second. And it's all about communicating with your spouse to make sure that, uh, you know, we talk about like deconstructing. We talk about that. We talk about kind of like deconstructing old traditions right? Uh, to make sure you're sensitive about that. Mm -hmm. Like tell us some of the stuff we've done. Well, just um, as far as the, the old traditions, you know, you don't want to do anything that you did with your old spouse, you mm -hmm. know, and your old family. So when he's talking about deconstructing um, traditions, you know, it's it's time to create new. Like if it's something that like in my family, since I was a child, you know, everybody got pajamas the night before. Mm -hmm. And so, like, when we first Bunny met, slippers and everything? Bunny and like pajamas? full <laughs> zip-up footy Christmas pajamas. story, yeah. I've yes. got great pictures of Scott in footy pajamas. <laughs> but, um, it, but, you know, like, when we first, our first Christmas, and it was like, well, this is what we do. This is our tradition. You know, there was, like, a disconnect there because it was like, well, this is a tradition you did with your, your first husband or, you know... So you don't you don't want to bring traditions in because that, that does it leaves your spouse out of the, out of the mix. Um, so really, just communication. Uh, and then the other key. thing, like in my family growing up, you know, the family we all got together Christmas Eve. That was the biggest part of the year, uh, biggest part of the Christmas holiday. And then Santa Claus would come Christmas morning, and the gifts were all laid out. And, but that goes that transcended my first marriage and that was important for me to share with her mm -hmm. was you know my son you know uh max is our, my my young son that's under roof with us and it's like that's the way he's always done it and and so her question her curiosity is is that the way 
you know, you and Max's mother did this. So once we communicated, I said, mm -hmm. no, this has been a long-standing family tradition. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's one of the big things, like Leah said. Do you said, add new things in there to make it m more of an a... Establ right, right. establishing new traditions. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's, that's really important. You know, one of the things you were talking about is, you know, we plan. Uh, we are big planners. I'm a big planner. I mean, <laughs> and uh, I love... A list maker. Uh, I love calendars and I love lists. And, and you have to have them with mm -hmm. a blended family. But once you get the dates... You know, like we have an every other year for all the kids. They're all on the same schedule mm -hmm. all the time. And, and some years we have the kids Christmas Day, and then so, the next year we'll have them the 26th, the day after. And we make Christmas Day our, our day, you know, the day that, that the kids are. But once we have the date set, there's really not a lot else that, that we have to emotionally involve ourselves mm -hmm. in, you know, as far as what the other spouse, ex-spouse is doing and, and things like that, because we're very protective of our family. And, you know, we let the, the kids know. And we're never, um, like, discouraging or, or anything, because the, the kids do have loyalties, you know, to their real dad or real mom or, you know, and, and vice versa and, and the step-parents and everything else. But... Um, you know, we never let them know, well, you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't feel good or you should feel bad about doing this at your, your dad's house, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so Are we always have to have fun and, and to enjoy. And then, but we're also very protective. You know, this is our family. This is our house. This is what we're going to do here. Mm -hmm. And, um, boundaries is a big part of blended family life, mm -hmm. you know, setting up those boundaries. It's um, good. Are the kids ever used as, um, a way to get back are used as pawns pawns in the scheme of you know yeah. or is this the opportunity has it ever been an issue where ex-spouses um pull stuff around christmas just to kind of more on one side than the other i think yeah if it goes uncommunicated it can mm -hmm. you know little things like yeah, well, you know, most and most blended families are operating under custodial agreement. So mm -hmm. there's that legal obligation. But uh but you know, it could be things like competition. You know, like like overdoing it for for one kid, mm -hmm. so to kind of diminish the, on the other side. But but you know, we've not experienced it because we we communicate. Like Leah said, we set boundaries, mm -hmm. and not to keep anybody out, but to but to protect, protect us, us, to keep things in. Like and the kids, none of the kids know what's going on mm, sure. in the adult life. Right. You know, and we were very careful yeah. about about yeah. all of that. But I can tell you, I mean, like going back to my career in law enforcement. I mean, you know, we were all on duty Christmas, during the holidays, and we keep focusing on Christmas, but, but it's a lot of the holidays, but that happens all the time, mm -hmm. where they don't make it on time, or they're not gonna show up, or they're purposely late, or, mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, we've been fortunate that it's not to that level, but I think it's because we communicate often. Mm -hmm. And uh, even sometimes if it's adversarial, uh, we're talking about with the other parents, we still communicate. And, and you know, sometimes you just got to, like I, I always go back to my, my law enforcement days, so about, I would tell my SWAT operators, you know, it's like your, your plan's got to be like your backbone. It's got to be strong enough to support the body, but adjustable enough to, to flex and bend. Mm -hmm. And that's the way we look at holidays and family planning mm -hmm. is, you know, this is our day. But you know what? If the airplane is late, there's nothing we can do about it. Right. So we're not going to ruin everybody's time. We're just going to flex. And so like Leah said, there, there are boundaries, but there's also flexibility in there. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we found that works best with us. But yeah, nationwide, sure, those are tricks that are played. It's always a power struggle. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, you're talking about even, you know, in, in first marriages, you know, you've got in-laws either side. But now, you know, you've got 
blend, two blended families, right. that's four sets of families mm -hmm. that, that you're probably semi-dreading going to at least three of them. So you, you got to make those choices. Well, it's so important to keep the, like the, the kids in mind. You know, you think about as an adult, you know, what you just said, four blended families uh, all of a sudden. Because, like, my kids, you know, their dad has a wife and they have their own children. And, and you know, and, and same thing on, on that side, you know. And, and for us, it's just two sets of adults. And for the kids, yeah. it's a full set of new family, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, uh, it can be extremely overwhelming for them, you know, to be like, well, wait, you know, where is our anchor? Where is our tradition? Where is our, you know, it's us giving them permission to enjoy their time. Mm -hmm. it, I think it takes the pressure off because naturally, you know, when you, you do, like she said, you, you have to be aware of love and loss. I mean, loss and loyalty and, and children feel that. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they know that their biological mom or dad's not part of that day's celebration, mm -hmm. uh, but their other parent is. So so when they go, like we all said goodbye the other day, and we won't see them until December 26th, but we hugged them and we told them we loved them and like, man, you guys have a great time. Mm -hmm. And that was our that was our marching orders. And, uh, you know, and then, you'll, you know, we'll FaceTime them probably before Christmas, mm -hmm. but it's always giving them the permission to enjoy their time away from us. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, taking a step back, just looking at the bigger picture of blended families and creating an environment where maybe you send your kids off and they go to a home that's not exactly the same spiritual dimension that you would like. So their influences are different, mm -hmm. what they're, you know, exposed to. Um, how do you ensure that your kids are having a healthy foundation no matter where they are? Well, we pray about that. <laughs> we pray All, about every it. day we pray about that. And because uh, it is a big... I mean, that's a big struggle in our heart, you know, mm -hmm. because we, we are in a situation where, um, where there is, you know, a, a one home that is not godly. And, and look, every day, you know, once we really started to understand the, the process of forgiveness and blessing and, and blessing with abundance, you know, and it's like, why wouldn't you want, you know, we, you know, pray about it constantly now, but why wouldn't you want, this is my child's other parent, you know, why wouldn't you want them to be a believer and to, to have that in the home and, and, um, you know, I mean, it's it's not happening yet, but you know, we're praying for it, and then we um, we ask just to, that someone, you know, it might not even end up being the parent in the home, but a grandparent or somebody comes into mm -hmm. the child's life, you know, mm -hmm. that can can keep the anchor that we provide here, you know, the spiritual anchor, because we do when when they're in our house, we do pray every day with the kids, and we do go to church. You know, on Wednesday nights and Sun, or you know, Saturday nights, and mm -hmm. and um, you know, they do have that spiritual anchor all the time. And yeah. uh, and, and it goes back to when we started the show. We talked about, you know, I know it's cliche, but you know, Jesus is the reason for the season, mm -hmm. and, and so we focus on that. So even you know, even when when the children are not with us, no matter what their environment, we're we're sure that they have a spiritual foundation. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, train up in the, a child in the way they'll go, and, th and that's what we focus on. And that's really all you can control. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about spiritual versus non-spiritual or, um, or maybe spiritual versus non-practicing. But, you know, what if it's a, it's a family with, a, with an absolute, uh, you know, uh, a different religious belief altogether mm -hmm. or, or no religious belief? Um, you know, we can't control what goes on in the other spouse's house, uh, the other parent's house, I'm sorry. But, but we can lay that foundation when they're with us. Mm -hmm. And we really believe that those seeds are planted so deep mm -hmm. in our kids that no matter what circumstance they go in, they're always going to come back to that core foundation. It's really good. It's really good. I, I feel like I'm just scratching the surface on everything y'all have to offer because as I've gotten to know you, I follow you now on Instagram and follow your lives and uh, y'all are passionate about what you're doing. Y'all really are. Y'all are, uh -huh. are all in. 
really wanting to um, live a life that honors God, but also builds a strong family. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And uh, yeah, talk about the Exo Cruise. Y'all liked it? Oh, yeah, it was yes. amazing. Right, it was. But, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it was really a, a fantastic. It was just a great time to spend together and mm-hmm. and to also just get the the feeding, you know, while you're there. Yeah. You, you know what I tell you? What I really gained the most, I, I love the workshops. Mm-hmm. I really did. But well, I think from a man's perspective, you don't. You don't think of like celebrating marriage. You're just married. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, let's we're gonna we're gonna let's we're married. But like to be with that many couples, and there were couples from all over the country, and to see men, along with women, but see couples truly celebrating marriage, mm-hmm. couples that have been married for fifty years, couples that were just married. Uh, it, it was for me. It was so edifying to see. Listen, real men mm-hmm. celebrate marriage. Mm-hmm. So to be within that intimate setting, on, on a cru- despite the high seas and the rough water. Yeah. <laughs> you talk about real men. I got sick the first day on the boat. Thanks, Scott. I had to bring that up. Bring it up a little. <laughs> but you know, it was and it, being in that intimate environment. Uh, it was it was just a it was a wonderful experience, mm-hmm. but uh, you know I mean it's it's like you want to be around your peer group, mm-hmm. and, and and couples who are seeking to celebrate and learn to grow stronger, that's the peer group we want to be in, mm-hmm. and uh, but but the cruise itself the the, the places we visited mm-hmm. were amazing, amazing. Yeah. it's good, thank you all for being a part of the cruise and today thanks for being part of the podcast yeah, yeah. absolutely is there a url people can go to check, check out your blended family yeah. ministry maybe even just a facebook page mm-hmm. it's faithful.live okay uh faithful.live is our website and then it's faithful remarriage is the facebook page yeah, great and there's a lot of links back and forth so. i mean y'all are into motorcycles y'all travel a lot i mean y'all have so many other things plus all the the publishing things that y'all have done. I, I still have a lot more to mind from y'all. We'll have to have you back on the podcast <laughs> at some point. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, we just, we do, we do. We just feel there's, I mean, God, like we said, like Leah said, all the odds are against us. Law enforcement, remarried, special needs, the whole relocating, mm-hmm. everything is against us. But by the grace of God, uh, we've made it. Amen. And we want to share that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we feel that it's our, it's our duty and obligation and our blessing to share it. Good. And you guys are, are a wonderful part of that. And we appreciate y'all. Well, thank y'all. Okay, welcome back to the EXO Podcast. And we're all feeling good about the Christmas time, Christmas spirit. You just heard from Scott and Leah Silveri talking about blended families and the dynamics there uh, going on during the holidays. Right now, we're going to talk about addictions and going and going through the holidays, maybe through a grieving process. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know that we're not just talking about alcohol. There's a lot of prescription drugs out there that are abused on a daily basis. But during the holidays, people go to the prescription drugs to solve problems. I was mm-hmm. watching a documentary uh, this week. Uh, it was actually on Ric Flair, 30 for 30 with Ric Flair. And uh, he was talking about how he went to go see a sports psychologist. And when he was going... If you haven't seen it, it's a great documentary. But he was going through this questionnaire, and the, the doctor was asking him questions and asked him, how much does he drink? And he put on there 10 beers a day and five mixed drinks. Wow. Oh my gosh. And the doctor said, that's impossible. How long have you been doing that? He said, well, it's 1989. I've been doing it since 1971. He's like, every day? And they started talking about his drinking, and he just drank all the time. 
But the, the truth was, was that it was hiding something deeper in his life. He was very empty. He couldn't be alone. Mm-hmm. There's just so many problems there that, that, that the alcohol sort of masked. Yeah. And so uh, it's a real problem. I don't think everybody drinks 10 beers and five mixed drinks a day. Right. No. But you'd be surprised at how many people grab something that has, it takes the edge off mm-hmm. or it puts them in a different state of mind to escape what they're going through. So we're talking about addictions. Um, and I know... Uh, we're all for, uh, you, you pastor a church and you all have a marriage ministry. You're all for helping couples succeed and deal with, with topics like this. So speak into this, Sean, and uh, kind of bring some, bring some uh, hope to people who may be feeling like they're in, a, in despair. Well, I think um, even with the, the example that you just gave, he sought help. Now, regardless if that was because he hit rock bottom, I don't know the whole, you know, the story behind it. But you can't heal a wound by saying it's not there. You know, at some point, a person has to come out of denial. If I know that I have a certain vice to deal with depression or stress or anxiety or what have you, I need to be able to go to someone and get the help that I need, right, uh, to make it through that specific addiction. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're so common and there's so many different methods. But usually at the end of the day, it's something at my core that's eating away at me and I'm seeking um, some form of peace. I'm seeking for some uh, sort of numbing agent or something of that nature. And so to me, why go another year with something that's superficial and and being empty in a way and it's never being filled? That temporal satisfaction is going to disappear. Why not go for something that's going to be lasting, right? And so when we think about the 21-day uh, inner healing uh, resources that you all have, I think that that's something that's huge uh, to be able to say, you know what, instead of me reaching for something that's inadequate, let me reach for someone who's sufficient. And God tells us that his grace is sufficient. His strength is made perfect in our weakness. And so if I'm at a place where I'm able to at least admit that this is a weakness and that I have an addiction, then I can reach for something that's better than uh, a temporal, you know, um, uh, coping mechanism. I want something that's actually going to transform me. What better gift to give your family mm-hmm. than a healed heart, right? A, a, a healthier version of yourself uh, to be able to give to your spouse or to your children or just for yourself, you know, just to be healthy. There's nothing like being spiritually set free. Mm-hmm. And so I would say, let's, let's get away from the superficial and let's get to something that's real. It's mm-hmm. good. Uh, well, some people are addicted to busy too. They're mm-hmm. addicted to just going mm-hmm. all the time. They can't, they can't slow down just to take a moment to, to just rest. Brady Boyd has a great book called Addicted to Busy. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes people use that excuse to don't deal with their problems. Uh, mm-hmm. they, don't, they, don't, they don't abuse a uh, substance. They abuse their bodies. You know, mm-hmm. They just kind of right. go and go and go until they, until they wear out. So and whatever the bruise is, Christmas just kind of presses on it. Right. I don't know what it is. It's because so many things are going on. It's not a happy time for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. They're either alone or it brings back memories from harder times. Whatever that is, Christmas just seems to kind of press on that bruise and reveal things that maybe are going on all year long. That just turns the volume up on them sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes, especially with like the loss of a loved one. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a time of year that you, you may miss that person you know, on a higher level. And to that, I would say if an individual is struggling with that, um, something that my wife and I have done, uh, her father passed away some years back. What we do is we'll pull out a photo album and we have pictures and we just kind of sit the kids down and we just go back through Mm -hmm. and we make it a happy memorial rather than it being just kind of grieving in the corner, you know, by yourself and just kind of struggling through it. Mm -hmm. We've made an intentional decision to say, you know, we're going to remember their legacy and we're going to carry it on um, through his grandchildren, you know, so we've, 
uh, hollowed out a place to be able to say, okay, instead of just kind of holding it all in, just going through it, we're going to put right on display the great memories that we've had um, with the specific loved ones that have gone on to be with God. And so, But that first year had to be hard. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The very first year grieving yeah. the loss of a family member who's been around, mm-hmm. um, that has to be tough. And, and I know that most people will will turn to a trusted source, a pastor or right. a friend to deal with it, but you have to get out there and talk about it. And that's a great idea mm-hmm. yeah. to just honor the person every time. Make sure you mm-hmm. set aside time to honor that person. Yeah. But little things come up like the food you eat or, um, you know, the moments, um, right. watching the, the Christmas parade or something yeah. comes mm-hmm. up where it's like, we always did this together. Yeah. Traditions um, remind you of the people you're missing or lose, you've lost. Yeah. And uh, it is hard to... But, but I'd say cry. Go ahead. I mean, especially if it's sensitive, it's fresh, it, you know, it's a recent uh, loss in, of a loved one, spouse, you know, child, family member, cry. Do it right there on the spot. Allow yourself to grieve properly. A lot of times people have kind of like a, uh, in their minds just this preconceived notion of a timetable of I shouldn't be crying about this, you know, any longer. I should be over it. I'm like, this is the way you get over it, mm-hmm. right? And so I would say instead of trying to avoid all the traditions you had, instead of trying to um, get away from the reality of what you're feeling within yourself, you need to talk about it with someone, but at the same time, give yourself the freedom to know that this is the natural course of grieving and it could be a healthy thing, right? Mm-hmm. With Scott and uh, Leah, we talked in the interview about, you know, sometimes you've just gone through a divorce and those, those wounds are fresh. It's tough. And uh, you're having to deal with ex-spouses sometimes and uh, other things that can, can happen during the holidays. And Whenever you're grieving and you're you're going through a, a season alone, maybe you don't have you're maybe not remarried, you're just kind of on the back end of divorce. Holidays can be difficult, mm-hmm. and you can find yourself <clears throat> just wanting to avoid people, or you're the one that you know wants to just drink mm-hmm. to forget. Um, and so, do surround yourself with people that Absolutely. that can can be stronger than you are at that moment in time. Mm-hmm. And I know in our family. Um, you know, I always want to be one where I can be in control of the circumstance. I can be in control of my actions so that I can help support other people if need be. Mm-hmm. And we, we have great family. But there, in any family environment, there's always that one person that's having a bad day mm-hmm. uh, or a bad year or a bad life. You know, just they're, they're the ones that, you know, constantly you can just tell they're, they're not doing well. Right. And I think it's important for everyone else to realize that they can be a, a, an impediment to helping them understand where they can get to if they can just kind of push through it. So that's yeah. good. Thank you everyone for listening and watching the XO podcast today. We appreciate you tuning in. We hope it's been a blessing to your marriage. Also, thanks again to Dr. Scott and Leah Silveri. Please check out their Facebook page and what they're doing for blended families. It's, it's good stuff. Also, we are a ministry here. We're a nonprofit at Marriage Today. We are asking you to consider giving an end of your gift to the ministry. You can go on our website, marriagetoday.com. We do appreciate it. Everything you do helps us do more to help couples succeed in marriage. We are all about that. Our EXO conferences, our TV program, our online outreach, everything we do is to help couples and people succeed in their daily lives. So please go to the website, marriagetoday.com, and check it out. Also, subscribe to the feed. We also love questions and feedback. So if you want us to address a topic, if there's something that you want us to talk about or a question that you have, send an email to podcast at exomarriage.com and we will fervently try our best to answer those questions on the podcast. <laughs> Thanks again. Please do check out the, all the episodes of the podcast. Go to our page, exomarriage.com forward slash podcast 
and check out all the episodes. Subscribe to the feed. Tell your friends. Have a very Merry Christmas. See you next year.